0: So the Bitcoin price is down quite a bit today, Um, about 9% or so, maybe a little bit less. But, um, you know, I kind of check Twitter, and I'm not on Twitter, but I just look at Twitter um, when I'm not logged in. Uh, And I I see, you know, a few of the Bitcoiners that I check their profiles, and no one's really talking about the price decline. I guess they think this is normal, which, to be fair, Bitcoin has... Losses, this kind of um, percentage before easily and, and much more. Um, although it, it tends to not happen uh, too often. Um, but, but why is no one talking about it? It seems to me like a lot of the Bitcoiners, they tend to say um, things like, oh, you should just ignore the everyday ups and downs, um, even big price declines. You they always say you shouldn't try to trade it. You should just hodl it um, because they think that long-term it's going up in price. So they basically basically tell their followers on a day like today, I didn't see this today, but I've seen it in the past, where um, basically just go for a jog, turn off the internet, turn off Twitter. Um, but to me, that's just being blind, and it's not even trying to be analytical about maybe what would have caused this move, even if you can't really pinpoint one thing or if you're just speculating on an idea. Um, to me, just burying your head in the sand isn't really, I don't know, a rational way to, to go about learning and to learn more about, you know, the asset that you might be invested in. Um, you know, and I also haven't seen that many Bitcoiners analyzing, like, public stock, uh, public companies in Bitcoin, like Coinbase, Stock, um, Marathon. I think symbol Mara just announced earnings yesterday. And I was just looking at someone who posted their, you know, about their earnings call and people were basically very disappointed with marathon. Um, the, the salary, the the basically stock dilution they're doing to pay their, like, like this, this, this is taking from one guy, but he said 10 employees are getting like $10 million a quarter in comp. Okay. Um, so that's just one public miner. What about the other public miners? I have yet to see anyone really do a deep dive on um on these companies. You know, and even this this Bitcoin Mining Council, I guess they release reports and I haven't read it, but I have watched their YouTube summary. They don't even go into deep dives on these companies and they're supposed to be sort of watching the industry closely. You know, for they're supposed to be on top of it, looking at these forward looking statements, because these are public companies, right? Publicly traded companies that we have a peak in not only to how many Bitcoins they're producing, but their forecasts and their cash flow. And you can make, sort of make predictions about maybe where they're heading or where they think they might be heading. Um, I haven't seen any prominent Bitcoiner analyze the Coinbase stock and, and say, well, is this forward looking for the Bitcoin industry or crypto industry as a whole? Stocks are supposed to be forward looking. Um, they just want to talk about hash rate. They just want to talk about how the hash rate is at an all time high, you know, and I, I tend to think that that's, that's more due to a regulatory environment and and what ERCOT is doing, partnering with these Bitcoin miners, um, and perhaps people getting into energy trading because now you can get paid by the ERCOT grid. Now you can basically become, you know, like an Enron and Bitcoin can just sort of be there on the side, uh. But it's a means to an end. It's it's so you can be a power trader on the grid. I mean, that's that's what I see. Um, but yet, not, these Bitcoin miners seem to be really into Bitcoin, hodling it for its own sake, and not thinking about energy trading that much. At least, at least they're not publicly coming out with it. And uh, I don't know if any of them are doing it behind the scenes, but I think they definitely should be. <laughs> if if they're not, you know, the public ones, they I guess they'd have to disclose this. Because it's a publicly traded company, uh, so if they're not discussing it, maybe they're not doing it, which I think is is crazy that they're not in their trading power. Um, that's why you have renewables on the grid, right? That's why you want renewables it's because you want these these volatile spikes in the in the thing that you're trading, which would be energy, because you know eventually uh, there's going to be a weather event that the renewables won't be able to produce. You'll have a crazy spike in power price. You'll be able to just sell that contract that you've you've locked in, you know, through your Bitcoin mining. Um, At least, well, you know, of course, the price of Bitcoin is not. um, um, You can't really predict it really that that far out. But I guess it's a gamble like anything else. Uh, But if you assume that Bitcoin is at least going to stay around the same price, maybe, um, then then maybe you can um, just trade power, or at least you know that you can produce. Bitcoin for less than your cost of electricity slash machine slash manpower or whatever. Um, and I, I, don't know the probability of that. I'm just kind of guessing that, um, they should be absolutely subsidizing their Bitcoin mining with, with power trading like all the time. Uh, and, and I, I don't know, like why isn't anyone talking about that aspect of how Bitcoin miners could be profitable, just trading power. Um, Yeah. So, so at this point, you know, in the cycle, there's a lot of people who are underwater with their Bitcoin and a lot of people have been, been encouraged to hodl, but some people are going to, you know, just be flushed out and they're going to be looking for people to sue. And uh, because, you know, if they lose money, they're going to be mad. And, and this goes to my larger point that how can Bitcoin be money? It drops like 9% in a day. You want Bitcoin to be a currency, right? Or do you want it to be something that goes up in price that you can just profit off of? You, you sort of have to pick one or the other. I, I think that the Bitcoiners want want both ways. I think they want it to to go up for now in price, and then eventually flatten out and be stable, so that it can be so it can fulfill their cur- currency dreams. Yet they're they but they're they're talking out of both both ears because they they're pushing for currency status on different countries. Different poor countries—they're trying to get it legal tender around the world, which they are succeeding. And they're also trying to do it on a state level. Um, They're trying to pass legal tender laws at the state level, which basically means it's it's a currency, a medium of exchange, money, and that the government can basically force you to accept it for a debt payment uh, that's owed to you. So, so they want it to be money and currency and a medium of exchange. Yet we see the price in the market all over the place dropping, uh, like crazy, by a crazy amount in a day. Um, but then they talk out of their other mouth and they say, well, no, we want Bitcoin to go up in price. It's going to hit a million. It's going to hit 500 grand. Okay. So, so, so what is it? Like, is is it going to be stable or is it going to go up? And you have to ask your, ask the question, why is it going to go up? I think they think that, you know, these no corners out there, one day they'll be converted. And they like to say this, this like annoying um, statement that that just makes everyone who doesn't like Bitcoin or who has thought about it, like me, been around the space for a while and come to the conclusion that I don't like it anymore, uh, very, very, like, kind of annoyed and angry. (laughs) And that is the statement of, well, people buy, buy Bitcoin, they get Bitcoin at the price they deserve. Meaning that, like, people who are too stupid to figure out Bitcoin or have reservations about it, eventually they'll sort of be forced to take it I guess it's because the Bitcoiners want to make it legal centered, right? So they want to force it down your throat. They want to, um, so, so basically what this, this little cute statement is, oh, well, the person who got it for a dollar, oh, they deserve that. Oh, they were so much smarter than you. They just happened to be on the mailing list that Satoshi originally gave it to. Now, Bitcoin was not a fair launch. Like, why wasn't he on Facebook? Why wasn't he on YouTube? Why didn't he... Announce it every day on the internet in a different place, you know, trying to get as as many people exposed to it as possible. No, he he announced it to a select group of people, who you know who had the privilege of being on this mailing list. They were at the right place, right time. Luck was involved, you know. You could say a common interest, maybe, but beyond that, it wasn't like a fair launch. This would be like saying, "Oh, I launched it to my private Facebook group, which was about bowling balls and." And it was a fair launch. Like, no, you just you just launched it to this select group of people uh, where you had a common interest. Um, that's not necessarily a fair launch. Um, you know, or at least don't call other things not a fair launch if you, you know that Bitcoin itself was restricted. And, and voluntarily so. This Satoshi guy didn't want to show his face. Facebook was available. Why didn't he go on Facebook? Right? Why didn't he... Why didn't he try his hardest to get more exposure um, to, to Bitcoin, to, to this, this launch, right? Um, now, I, I know what they're going to say. They're going to probably gonna say, well, nobody would have understood it. Nobody would have gotten it except for this small group of people. Well, how do you know? Like, how do you know? And the idea is not that you were exposed to it. Sorry, not that you got it. When you saw it, what their whole argument stems on is you could have seen it. You could have seen it and you could have mined it. Well no, because I wasn't part of such and such mailing group. Right? That's the that's the counter to that. Um so yeah, I mean the Bitcoiners, they're kind of hypocritical because they say price is truth. This is their favorite little phrase, and then when the price crashes, they sort of just ignore it. They go put their head in the sand, um, and you know, they think it'll go away. But they don't, they don't, again. They're not thinking people. Like if you're, if you're saying to do that, you're not thinking. You've just, you just just decided to hope and pray. And there's a lot of Bitcoiners that are highly religious. Uh, and those are the people that are probably telling you, go stick your head in the sand. They don't want you to go learn. They don't want you to think for yourself. And what I would encourage you to do is to say, what did the Fed do recently? They, they increase rates, right? They increase rates. Not a lot, but that's the path we're on. Now, why is cheap money so fundamental to Bitcoin? Because it's a non-productive activity, and it requires all of this new money uh, to come into it to keep propping it up. And that's my opinion. It's mainly a function of this bubble activity, and I do believe there's quite a bit of fraud on top of that, where fraud is not the asset itself, it's what's being said about the asset between two people, one's selling it, one's buying it, and there's, like, misstatements being made about what this is. And I think a big misstatement about what this is currently is that they think it's money. They say it's money right now. You know, some say it might be money in the future, but that's still sort of a misstatement because there's nothing to back it up, that back up that statement with evidence it would say that Bitcoin is trending toward anything that would be money, right? Money sort of has to be stable. It has to be this stable thing that can at least save be stable as far as purchasing power purchasing power, um, on a day-to-day, I'd say, time frame. Uh, and also, it have to, it have to also be, and more importantly, actually, it would have to be the common medium of exchange, right? It'd have to be the thing that everybody wanted to hold and everybody wanted to trade in. And currently, that's not the case. And I would argue one of the reasons why that's not the case, not the only reason, but one of the big reasons is because we have huge, huge price declines and price spikes like today. Price spikes aren't good either, too. So you think that, you know, it's just the price down going is bad for Bitcoin. No, price going up is bad, too. Why? Because every asset that's sold is also bought by somebody. So if, you know, you're, um, you're on the other side of that trade, um, somebody's getting the short end of the stick, right? So somebody's, um, being paid in Bitcoin, right, at that time. And if you're pricing it in Bitcoin, or if you're, even if you're pricing it in dollars, actually, if you're pricing it in dollars, uh, you know, a huge move can really screw somebody because I've just paid somebody and now somebody is, has had a windfall and somebody else has lost, right? So the person paying you in your salary, um, with Bitcoin today, um, you know, before the crash, they would be, um, golden, right? And then you would get, you would get this massive haircut, because uh, Bitcoin's gone down. So, it sucks. It sucks for both people because no one wants to have, you know, to set up a trade and then somebody immediately be underwater. Um, that's that's the main reason why it, it's, it's not going to be money. And, um, you know, the Bitcoiners, every time they talk about money uh, and, and its future as a currency... Um, they're really just, you know, speculating with no evidence. And to me, that's a misstatement. If you're trying to induce people into Bitcoin, which is what they're trying to do, trying to get more people into Bitcoin, uh, through these misstatements, um, you open yourself up to liability. And these Bitcoiners are really full of themselves. They don't think that they think it's because it's not a security, uh, or labeled one. They can get away with all kinds of fraud. I got news for you um you just wait until all the lawsuits start rolling in and you know there's going to be a database somewhere of all of the misstatements that that any prominent bitcoiners made um and then connecting that with uh with you know with people who are looking to sue uh because there's a lot of them out there that are just talking their butt off uh and they think they have no consequence and i think that there's going to be a lot of people that are very angry lose a lot of money um and there's going to be a lot of lawsuits. And if you're a prominent Bitcoin mouthpiece, y'all, you're probably getting paid handsomely to be one. Uh, you're probably getting all kinds of money from all these different crypto companies. You're just showering you with money. Um, so I don't really feel sorry for you. Uh, hopefully you'll have to give some of that back, you know, to people who you've basically scammed. <laughs> and I do, I do say scammed because I think a lot of these people know better um, and they're still participating um in this. And and maybe maybe most of them don't know better. Maybe most of them believe their own hype. Uh, but I think most of them too are just ignorant of what fraud is, what the law is. And I think a lot of the people unfortunately being scammed need to be educated into into even realizing that, hey, you've been scammed. You've been defrauded. You can go sue these people and and at least have a chance of recouping your losses.